episode of uh, Over and Back. It's a basketball podcast with myself, Jordan Zerm, and my good friend, Mark Goon, who did not want me to say he's the best poker player in America, so I'm not going to say that. Um, he occasionally makes music that's very good, but at heart, truly, uh, he's an NBA GM. So, uh, Mark, welcome to, welcome to the first episode of Over and Back. How, how are you doing today? Thanks. Uh, it's good to, uh, good to finally do this. We've been trying to do it for a few weeks. We have. And I'm excited because, yeah, like you said, I've, I've, I've always wanted to be an NBA GM. I felt like I always, that was kind of always my dream job. And somehow I ended up being a rapper and a professional poker player. <laughs> and those are pretty Which far. is like, clo- like if you add them together, that's close. To yeah, you got to combine those two things yeah. in order to be an NBA <laughs> GM. Yeah, so you're almost there. Yeah, we, every time we've hung out since both of us moved to Los Angeles, I feel like we it's just basketball is the topic of conversation. So it was like, we should just do this on a podcast because that would seem fun. So uh, here we are doing it. We are recording this on a Monday night. Yesterday was the NBA All-Star Game hosted in my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Had a little bit of FOMO, I'll be honest with you, not being there. I almost went and got like a last minute flight, but then one, it was very cold. And two... Um, it just was like the Super Bowl ended, and then it was like this whole thing. So I didn't go, but I, you know, as social media does, I was just looking at people going to various events and doing things. And the games actually look like I, the parties are kind of whatever, uh, but the games look like like my brother went to Rising Stars, looked really fun. Did you? By the way, did you end up going to that the Super Bowl thing? Yeah, yeah, I the went. Super Bowl. Jordan invited me to go <laughs> to a did. Super Bowl thing, and then like he felt bad because he didn't have a plus one, and I was actually really <laughs> relieved because like large crowds and parties just make me anxious. So it um it was fine. It's like one of those things where like you just go and then there's people. <laughs> I went and uh, the person that I know that works for Gatorade that invited me, I went and she was talking to a very tall person. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a, a Gatorade NBA athlete. That's probably who that is. Because like I went up to say hi to her and she was like, give me a second. And I was like, oh, this seems like a serious, she's trying to sign this person. Like, who is this? So later I was like, oh, what NBA player are we talking to? She's like, that was a YouTuber. I was like, okay. A YouTuber. Uh, very cool. So um, that's the type of party that it was. But I did have, you know, an open bar and food and a pool that, like, people were dangerously close to, like, falling into. That seems to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, very, very much came close to, like, elbow. I have a long wingspan. I almost elbowed somebody into the pool. So you didn't, you truly did not miss much. Great view from the hotel. Yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, you probably would have gotten there and be like, this is stupid. <laughs> I just uh, would have been uh, looking, counting down the minutes until I could come back to this room that we're recording the <laughs> podcast in. So how would, you, how would you fix a dunk contest? I'm curious. Okay, yeah, so this is where we're going to start. Uh, Saturday night was, I don't know if this is a recency bias, but probably one of the worst dunk contests I've ever seen in my life. It began, you knew it was going to be bad when Cole Anthony either forgot that the Tims still needed to be fully laced or just like didn't have that like didn't go through his routine but that man sat down and was like one second and then proceeded to take like five minutes to tie his tims and everybody like at that moment everybody was like uh don't care anymore i I, like okay so i didn't even i just watched the highlights afterwards because i i don't i don't care about the dunk. Mm -hmm. i think this is the problem like i'm a huge nba fan and i don't even care about the dunk why was juan toscano anderson I'm a Warriors fan. Like I, yeah. I, I admit it. Like I, I, I had a hard time admitting it for the last few. Years. I'm a Warriors fan. Yeah. I am a Warriors fan. Steph Curry got me back into the NBA like seven or eight years ago. When, whenever. Um, why is Juan Toscano Anderson in the? Time? First of all, like he's not Juan Toscano Anderson is maybe I've watched almost every Warriors game this year. I think he's dunked twice. Yeah, and it, and it and he's fine at dunking. Why not Gary Payton? Great question. I, I do not know what the selection process is like. I don't know who says no. I know like everybody was like, John Morant, do it. And he was like, no. And everybody was like, but then you dunked four times in the All-Star game, and they were all like, slam dunk dunk. So like, why didn't you just do it? So yeah, I can't imagine that like, someone like Gary Payton would turn no, it down. Gary Payton would love to do who's it. Who's on like a minimum deal yeah. and would like the exposure. And 
So that was that's definitely one part of it. And then the people like Jalen Green is a freak athlete, mm-hmm. but he just couldn't. Like get the he tried to do something that he could not do. I need to know what all these practice sessions looks like because everybody was trying to do a dunk that they like could not do. And I was like, did you yeah. guys make any of these when you practice? Like, the final round like, was painful. It was really tough. So the thought popped into my head was like, man, instead of the dunk contest, first of all, I would scrap the dunk. I think we agree on this. Like yeah. the dunk contest, every dunk has been done. Like there's truly no more new dunks. No. I don't think. I would love to just scrap it for, like, players playing one-on-one. I don't even really care who it is. It doesn't need to be, like, LeBron versus KD. It could it could truly be, like, Colin Sexton versus some other guard. Isaiah Thomas versus Boban. <laughs> yes, like, super weird matchups. Um, anybody who wants to play one-on-one, like, go at it. Like, Joel Embiid against Facundo Campazzo. Like, just, oh, <laughs> like, man. truly, we t- anybody. That, that man is my least favorite. Besides, what's it, the Chris Chioza. Yeah. Facundo Campazzo, maybe my least favorite player in the NBA to watch. Taking the Matthew <laughs> Della Vadova mantle. Wow. What an honor for Facundo. He is just... It's tough. When you... When the drop out, when Jamal Murray goes out and they're like, who do we have? Yes. And it's just this very tiny, not good basketball player. Then you're like, okay. Like he threw a behind the back pass once and yeah. everybody was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And he's, but then everybody, no, he's bad though. He's, he's just like one of those guys who like is too short to shoot. Yeah. He's too short to shoot. And he's just been playing minutes he shouldn't be playing. Anyway. The Facundo Compazzo segment will be later, yes, uh, later okay. on in our um, in the podcast. But okay, so one, yeah, would be one one on one. Whoever wants to play, let's get after it. Like okay, that's better than a dunk contest. Yeah, better than dunk contest. My other thing that that I think would be incredible, but I have to couch it by saying that nobody would do this because no, because guys just like don't want to get embarrassed enough. Mm-hmm. Would be you take first of all take Rudy Gobert. Every player in the NBA apparently seems to hate Rudy Gobert. So take him. Place him underneath the basket. Yes. Let a dunker, whoever it is, get like a little bit of a running start and they jump and they meet in the air and like see who wins. What's if, in this for Rudy Gobert? Um I mean truly nothing. See, that's the problem. This is where I don't know, like, okay, if you get a block, you get like a you win that round. Or you something. win a Kia. Yeah, you win the Kia that Blake Griffin jumped over. They've had it in storage yes. ever since that dunk contest. It's just sitting. It's never been driven. So you give that to Rudy. No, there's no incentive. That's the thing. And, like, most likely you're probably going to get posterized just because, like, that scenario makes it hard. But I would love for, like, some young big man. Like, I feel like Jared Allen would be like, okay. <laughs> and he would just be like, let's go. And then, like, imagine him just, like, Holding some dude's dunk attempt and like throwing him back to the ground. Now that would be like that'd be fun. That'd go viral in that way. It would go viral, but also somebody may break like a femur or something. Yeah. And then no, yeah. this is like this idea would be shut down before I even like finish the pitch. But in my dream world, where like they're playing on trampolines and no one can get hurt, and players are all like, "Yeah, we're down." That's what I would do. That's how I'd fix a dunk contest. But unfortunately, I think we're just gonna keep getting this. Yeah, it's not good. It's bad. It's really bad, and yeah, like you said, like what, like no disrespect to Juan Toscano Anderson, but like no one, <laughs> no one is coming to the dunk contest and be like, Juan, I am here for Juan. Yeah, but I mean, even if it's like an end of the roster type guy, who's who just has crazy yeah. athleticism, but like Juan Toscano Anderson, he plays hard, he dives on the floor yeah. a lot. But he's like he's not like known. He's not. When I a think about it when I close my eyes and picture Juan. I don't think about him dunking. No, he's like a he's like a long body, smooth like he's like a defensive pest yeah. who can. Yeah, I don't know where yeah. I was going with the long body thing. Well, yeah. you know, he's got a long body, and <laughs> you does. know, we just got to talk about it. It's um, yeah, man, it is like I was trying to think about the last dunk contest. I I don't even really like remember last year's. Like, everybody does the, like, oh, 2016 was crazy, and it was the Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon kind of, like, showdown. But, like, I can't even, like, since then, I don't even really remember any of the dunks from the dunk contest, and that's not good. I don't either. So, yeah, they, but I don't know if they will do anything. I mean, certainly not within, like, the next couple of years, they probably won't. It's such an iconic thing, but, man, it's just, like, 
every year I always get like really hyped up for it. I'm like, yeah, like I was hyped for Jalen Green because like that dude floats. He does. But it's just like I don't know. Either they're not like I don't know how much the players care anymore either. Like I don't know how much practice Jalen Green put in. You know, like right. this is like a 19 year old kid who's at his first All Star game. Like I don't know how much he cares. I don't think anyone cares. I think you can tell. No, no one cares. No one cares. When I think Juan did in the final round did like the most. He went first and did just the most like average dunk, and he just was like. I don't know, you guys. Like, he just, like, shrugged and was like, I don't have anything. This is it. And everybody was like, what is going on? So, um, let's move away from the disappointment that is a dunk contest. uh, Yeah, I just... mm. And go to... Well, you, I'm sure, hadn't... Like, Steph Curry... We'll just touch on this before we get to the... Um, I love him. It was great because... Like, I love that Cleveland fans just booed him the entire weekend, like, hard. Love that. Like it was, a, I think it was a respectful booing. Like it was like everyone knows you're incredible, but like we have that four year history. We're just gonna boo you. But I just like, uh, like how how do you hit he the one where he turned around when he <laughs> shot it from half court is just the most outrageous thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm just uh, he's been in such like a mini slump the last couple months as well. It was like it was just good to see him hit a bunch. It just felt like. It almost feels like everything in the world is okay again when Steph Curry's just hitting threes from half court. And just, like, I just will never not be amazed at, like, he's small. And these shots are from—the amount of, like, effort you have to put in to, like, launch a ball. Yeah, did you see when they did the half court—they did the half court shots? And he he was hitting 60%. Like, like, I I think that doesn't get talked about enough. It's like, yes, he's by far the greatest shooter of all time, like— his releases as quick as anybody I've ever seen, but like a dude's got to have just the leg strength, the whole body strength to like launch a bat. I can bear it. Like <laughs> when I'm playing pickup and I step out to the three point line, I'm like, this is pretty far. Yeah, I'm really gonna have to shoot this pretty hard. And he's just like flicking it like yeah. from 500 feet away. I don't know, man. It's just ins- that was insane to watch him do that. Yeah, that was fun. That was super fun. Really fun. Um, but LeBron decided. It was going to be about him for sure. Uh, well, you know all about Mark that. Has some, Mark has some thoughts. Yeah. Where do you want to start with this? So it obviously was like, okay, LeBron, it almost to me, this was the point I was going to make, is that like LeBron is just like a, a, a PR slash marketing person. Yes. Because like he started, he orchestrated from like giving one interview, he gave one interview before the All-Star game to a... Cavs beat reporter that was there when he was uh, when he was in Cleveland a second time around. So they have like this relationship, but he's like, "Hey, I I have something I want to say about like maybe one day again I'll come back to Cleveland. Let me give you this quote." And like, and then it went there, and he knows exactly what he's doing. So it sort of took over like the a bigger conversation of the All Star, where you you seem ready to to delve into some points. This is why LeBron James is not the greatest player wow. in the history of the You're NBA. You're just going right there. I'm just going. I'm going right there. This is why. <laughs> okay. Like, like this is why he's not the greatest player in the history of the NBA, is because he's the worst general manager in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And every team he's been on that gave him even a modicum, modicum. How do you say that word? I think modicum. Modicum. Yeah. Modicum of control. He destroyed their roster. Yeah. And he just left behind nothing. And if I'm Cleveland and you've got Darius Garland and Mobley and Allen and you're building something, do you really want LeBron? Do you really want LeBron, whether it's next year or two years from now or whenever? I, to me, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know if, it's, if, if, if the LeBron you'll get two years from now will be worth it. Yeah, I don't know either. I I certainly don't want him now. I certainly like don't want him in probably like a a year. I think like this is the first time the Cavs have like really organically built like a more than having I mean like they drafted LeBron. I don't know if you will count that as like organic or not, but like he started with them the first time around, but they never, you know, for as much success as he had, the rosters around him were always pretty terrible. They didn't really like draft and develop anybody else to like play alongside him. Um, 
this is the first time they've had a collection of young guys, couple that they drafted, Jarrett that they traded for. Uh, and that's super fun. And yeah, like right now, that shouldn't, I don't think that should be tinkered with. I will say, and this is obviously there's some bias here because I'm from Cleveland and a Cavs fan. I think there's still part of the nostalgia to me where it's like him ending his career as a Laker would be weird to me because like it's just like a, it's not, it, I felt the same way when he was in Miami. It's just, it's like a stop, but like he, he truly does have like some sort of roots in, with the Cleveland Akron area. And I would love for him to finish it there. But yeah, man, did you see, there was a report where it was like, Clutch is unhappy with Rob Polinka because he didn't trade Russell Westbrook it's for John unbelievable. Wall. And it's like, bro, LeBron, it's on record that you like had a meeting with Russell and with AD and we're like, Okay, we'd like you to come play here. Like he is your, you brought him there. I mean, literally, just like that. They they could have had Buddy healed and kept KCP and kept Caruso. And I mean, think about that team. I mean, it would have been uh, Caruso and KCP and Buddy healed and LeBron and Anthony Davis. That would have been your closing five. Like that's a pretty good team. Buddy healed like, would have been. Raining threes yeah. for this team, like Buddy Hield would have been flourishing on this team. I mean, he would have he would have put up fourteen threes a game. Yep. And at the last minute, LeBron was like, "Nix it, we've got something better." And it's like, "Do you?" And it, I, it, well, to me, it's just kind of poetic. Um, like, if, if he does go to Cleveland, I mean, hopefully he doesn't destroy the roster and he's just going in there to you know, it's one more year. That would be the hope. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? But uh, it's kind of poetic to me because. Lakers fans are the dumbest fans in the NBA. <laughs> I said it. You didn't say it. I said it. They're the dumbest fans, and to me, it's just poetic that the the chaos that he has left them with. They, I mean, they just they deserve it, man. They just deserve. I was in I was in an Uber going to a Lakers game once, and the Uber driver pulled over the car on the side of the road and made me get out and call a new Uber because I told him Rondo was a replacement level player. Are you that this is you something that get, happened to you? This is something that happened in Los Angeles. <laughs> I was going to a Lakers Warriors game, and he pulled over the Uber, made me get out of the car because I told him that Rondo was a replacement level player. Wow! I didn't even get to tell him my Kobe Bryant takes, but how far? Uh, how close to the arena had you gotten before you were booted out? Uh, we were about 12 minutes into the ride. We still had a, a while Boy, to go. Boy, you guys really got into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's an incredible story. I uh, Yeah, it's also like the most predictable, like what's happened to this Lakers season is literally everybody was like, this is exactly what's going to happen with the roster that you've built. And yet they were like, I, I, I wish we could go back and display on like a giant billboard LeBron's tweet where he was like, "Oh, they said we're old, huh?" Like they said we're <laughs> like all that stuff. I was like, yeah, man, Russ is like, I've never been the biggest like Russell Westbrook person in terms of like his game, but at this point in his career, like over thirty, like on the back end of it, it's like, man, this is not like. You had to know this was like going to be what the experience I just, was. Like, I don't understand. The, the formula is really simple, right? So it's simple. just like. Shooters. Shooters. Put shooters around LeBron. Put Literally shooters around LeBron. Literally look at the 2016 Cavs. Do that. Shooters. Shooters. You win. That's it. You and just need shooters. Shooters and, like, one big man who will clean up offensive rebounds and, like, I'm, just rotate them. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like, Buddy Heald would be, like, prime Steve Kerr. Like, he, yes. he would... he would Buddy Heald might be Steph Curry in, yeah. <laughs> like, with like, LeBron. Even like, even he's, like... He's a better basketball. I, I don't know. Maybe in their primes are similar. But, like, Jay, he, he could have just been J.R. Smith for LeBron. Where, like, he's just... Around the perimeter, yeah. getting wide open threes, and if you're hitting thirty-five to forty percent of them, you're good. Yeah. But now I mean, we have. I think like prime Kyle Korver would yes. be a better. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Instead, they have like Austin Reeves, who yes. looks like he's thirteen years old, just like trotting around out there, just being like, I don't know, you guys, I shouldn't be in this lineup. What are we doing? Yeah, it's um, the roster thing is, it's that's the thing with LeBron now, and most of his career is like. He's going to have input now. Like, you can't do anything about that. You can't be like, no, I guess. Or at least, like, the Lakers were like, we're not going to tell you no. Uh, and this is sort of, like, the result. And now I don't know where they, either him or the Lakers, like, where do they go? I, I mean, that team's done. They're, they have nowhere to go, right? They have nowhere to go. I mean, no. And Westbrook is, besides John Wall, 
the least tradable contract in the NBA, probably. It's, it has to be the worst contract, it, the second worst contract in the NBA, right? Can yeah. you think of one that's... No, it's, it's up there. Yeah. So I don't know what you do. Anthony Davis is hurt all the time. And what happened? Why can't Anthony Davis shoot anymore? What happened with that? It's unclear, you know? Remember when he was, like, raining threes against the Nuggets in the playoffs? Like, just, like, yeah. step-back threes over Yoke? Like, what happened? I don't know. I don't know what happened to anyone, really, but... That, man, every time they put up the, like, graphic of their starting five, you're just like, how did it come to this? And the other thing, I'll just say one last thing about the Lakers. That, uh, this was even before I moved out here. Like, I like Kyle Kuzma as a player. He's probably better. Like, him on the Lakers, he probably is a better player for them than I know a, where you're going. a lot of players. Good. But, like, <laughs> they, they, like, they were like, oh, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, you guys. Like, he's three, four years going to be a superstar like that i remember hearing that all the time from the lakers and just like watching him play never matched i was like he's like a solid role player for them but he's not like and he made an impact in when they won in the bubble like he as a guy off the bench that was fine yeah he's fine he's fine great seventh man absolutely yeah uh then they tried to do it with tht taylor horton tucker yeah my fiance's favorite player by the way oh well i don't want to speak ill of, she uh, well, she call, she thinks his name's Timothy Horton. Give <laughs> <laughs> me Timothy Horton, like the Canadian. Uh, it's also like it's just it's like Talon, Talon. Yeah. It's anyway. They, they did the exact same thing. I remember last season, they were like, "We we could get a first rounder for him, but we're just not going to trade away and watch him develop." I'm how like, is that what move? Are we talking about? How's man? that move looking out? Paying him and letting Caruso walk. It's insane. It's insane. From LeBron and Polinka, they just like, it's what happens when you get a really good player, but you don't know how to build a roster. You just kind of like, they're, I will say they are very lucky they won their bubble championship because without it, it's a pretty brutal run for LeBron in, like, misses the playoffs completely the first year. They were injured like crazy, but misses the playoffs completely, comes back, they win. Last year, they barely get past the Warriors in the play-in game. Smoked by the Suns, regardless of Anthony Davis's injury. Like I think they would have got smoked regardless. And this year they legit might not even make the playoffs. Yeah. So that's tough, man. For like most of LeBron's prime, that dude's still playing out of his mind. He is. He. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm shocked. I mean, he's. He's just that good. He really is just that good. Yeah. And they're just like, here's um, I don't know. What's another random Lakers player that's on that team? I'm trying to even. Think of who else is on that roster. That's Malik hilarious. Monk. Yeah. Although he's, shout he's out to okay. Malik Monk. He's, he's been right. balling. Yeah. He's been like the only move that like kind of worked out for them. Yeah. Well, the, the, the guy who hasn't played from uh, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn, Kendrick Nunn has not played one minute Kendrick of basketball. Kendrick Nunn hasn't played. I, he just sits on the bench and yeah. no one knows. It's like, are you are you healthy? Um, well, what you have to look forward to in two years is. Uh, Darius Garland goes through a mini shooting slump, and then he's moved for Kemba Walker. <laughs> why would you? Why would you put that into the atmosphere? It's going to be Kemba why? Walker, and then they're going to they're going to they're going to trade Jared Allen for DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> LeBron will be like, "Listen, Jared, you're great. Yeah, we need a veteran. But I need <laughs> I need what DeAndre brings, which is veteran experience. Um." Yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard because it's like, it would be a very cool sort of like ride off into the sun thing, but it's never that easy. You know, it's never like simple like that. Mm-hmm. Even the stuff now <laughs> about him and his son. Yeah. First of all, does anyone know if his son is good? Like he keeps talking about his son in the NBA like it's a done deal. And it's like, okay, so here's an interesting question for you. Yeah. What pick number do you have to have where you take, let's say LeBron's son is not an NBA talent at this point. Yeah. How high in the draft do you take LeBron's son if that guarantees LeBron coming to you for one year for the mid level? When he's like 39? I don't 40? know. I mean, he's still like a borderline MVP. No, like, true. Yeah. True. Like, and I wouldn't, it's just, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you'd be like, well, eventually he'll stop, but it's like, okay, who, who knows? But yeah, like, what if LeBron's son is trash? Okay, so if LeBron's son is trash, and let's say LeBron <laughs> is still playing yeah. at an all-NBA level. But does LeBron make the make you play Bronny? I He's going to be like, put him in the closing five. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, so maybe it's a wash. And then, like he's airballing threes at the last at the buzzer, or he's like dribbling the ball off his foot. Yeah. And LeBron's just like 
shaking with anger but can't like publicly lash out at his son yeah it honestly as long as it's not as long as that scenario is not the calves mm-hmm. that can happen wherever because that is that's be comedy waiting to happen yeah and maybe ruins Bronny's life. So I mean, let's <laughs> you know, like, let's say he does, let's assume he doesn't play yeah. at least like his rookie year. Okay. Let's assume yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. play. What pick would you have to? What what pick? So what pick is worth one year of, of one LeBron? guaranteed year of LeBron yeah. still playing at a high level? So you get one year of LeBron on the mid level. God, I mean. I mean, like a first rounder for sure, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, easy. I'm, a first rounder. I don't know if I'm going lottery pick on Bronny. Oh come on, you gotta go lottery. You pick. think you go lottery? You for definitely just go one lottery. season. For me, it's like, d- is it worth a top five pick? So you're you're handed in the card. Let's say like OKC has the number because they have one yeah, they have billion. All the picks. They have every pick. Every pick. It's just OKC for one whole draft. Yes. You're turning in the card for Bronny James. What if it's number one and you don't pick again till like, I don't know. Yeah, if it's, if it, I mean, if it's number, if you're a team, if it's number one, probably not because you're not going to be a team where LeBron's going to make enough of a difference. True. We see that with the Lakers. Like, if you have a trash roster like the Lakers, True. like it doesn't matter. So it would have to be some type of special situation, like, uh, like the Warriors last yeah. year, where the Warriors just had like a that year, or like when the the Spurs drafted uh, Tim Duncan, like that type of year where the team just had a bunch of injuries, but there still could be a contender. Yeah. Like maybe like. The Hawks or something end up with the lottery pick. So you like anything above five? You I think would, is like no question. Yes, I would consider it anything above five. All right, interesting. I just because I mean, like, what, I know the, just the idea though of being like, yeah, we have to pick Brownie. So, like, sorry, we got. What if there's another? Like, what if in that class there's like this? In like. Huge major. Pro- what if there's like a John ja Morant or like there's a um, like a Zion type of thing where you're just like, uh, maybe not a guy that I guess that's not fair because that guy would probably go number one. But what if there is a guy that is so heads <laughs> above Bronny at that spot where you're picking and you're like, man, uh, like I mean, what does the number seven pick normally get you? Like, a, I like don't a know. like a borderline like a like Juan a rotation Toscano player? Anderson? No, yeah, <laughs> no, I, know, I don't think. Better. I, I mean, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a rotation player, right? Yeah. It's like a rotation player. And to me, the question is, like, in a vacuum, if you're, like, over the – over, if, if you made that pick 20 times, I mean, sometimes you end up with an all-star. Sometimes you end up with a guy who's washed out of the league. On average, you end up with a rotation player. But is would, one year of LeBron on the mid-level where LeBron's production is probably worth 50, 60 million a year? Yeah. And you're getting him for 8 million. Is that worth – a top ten pick, I, I I think it is. But what if you? I mean, would you have to win? I guess what's the end game? Like, if you don't win a championship, yeah. I mean, you need that. That's the thing. Yeah, right? you need a team that's close enough where you could push in. Yeah, the yeah. Because yeah. like you lose in the first round, and you're just like, well, I guess we just have Brownie here, and LeBron's like, I'm retiring. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, all right, sweet, thank you, Brownie. We literally can't play you. Yeah, it'd have to be a special situation. It has to be special. Yeah. I I want. The weirdest location of all. Like, I want LeBron and Bronny to be in, like, like outside of OKC, what's the most hilarious roster or city that, like, LeBron and Bronny would have to Orlando. End up in. Orlando would be incredible. San Antonio. Even, like, Boston, because he the history of with him and this, like, him having to wear a Celtics jersey. Yes. For me, actually, that would be painful. I would try to like et- like erase that one. That'd from be memory. like Shaq and the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Orlando's great though because like I think he's already on record as many players were where like the bubble like get us. Ple- I don't ever want to come back to. Orlando he said he never wants to go to Orlando again. <laughs> yeah, I saw that last week. And so him and his son can spend a whole season there together. Yes, with Cole Anthony. With Cole Anthony wearing Tim's and Mo Bamba and Mo Bamba. That's an interesting team. All right, that's what it'll be. It will be the Orlando Magic select Bronny James with the number seven pick. And sign LeBron James. I think Markel Fultz would spontaneously combust. Markel Fultz would be like, I don't want to. Yeah. He'd be like, no. Just he would. <laughs> he'd be gone. They'd like, Jonathan, is Jonathan Isaac still alive? Like he'd, maybe he'd be there. I like Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, he just, is he, he's, he hasn't played. He's been hurt for hundreds of years. He's been hurt for so long. 
But I'm trying to think of the roster around this group. Jonathan Ron- Isaac could theoretically be a defensive player of the year if he was ever healthy. I don't disagree. He's very talented. So we're starting Brownie at the point. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole Anthony is the... No, Cole's getting moved to the two. Okay. Brown's the three and the four together. Or, all right, so the perimeter we're going... Franz? Franz, oh. He's good. I got Jalen Suggs is also on the team now. Okay. This is not a bad okay, team. Okay, here we go. Cole's, Cole Anthony's out. Uh, Jalen Suggs? Jalen Suggs is in. Bronny and Jalen, one and two. RJ Hampton? Eh. Just, just starting five. Bronny's not stuck. No. Okay. In this scenario, Bronny has to start. So this okay. is what we're doing. This is LeBron's... Um, this was in LeBron's contract. Okay. In the mid-level. Yeah. It's a contract they signed. So it's Bronny, it's Jalen Suggs, it's LeBron. Mobamba, Jonathan Franz. Isaac. Oh no, in Franz. It's gonna be it's gonna be Franz and Isaac. Franz and Isaac. It's not a bad, not a bad starting five. Yeah, you win a playoff series with that. Yeah, especially. Two? I don't know. If you if you substituted Bronny, <laughs> you can't. For, He's playing forty eight minutes. Anthony, Bronny doesn't come off the court. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I like that. I like that. I think the Orlando Magic in two thousand and twenty. When I don't even what is the time I don't even know what the timeline is for He's this. got one more year. Yeah. After this year he has one more year of contract. Right. Which like I I don't the one is, year, what year is Brownie right now? No like one a knows. sophomore? Yeah, he's no been one has he's been idea. somewhere between like sixteen <laughs> and seventeen for like the last four or five years. I think he's either a sophomore or a junior. I think he's probably a sophomore and he has like two more years and then he can go right to the magic. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> he's So be, I I think LeBron has one more year and Brownie has two more years. That but sounds right. I, I mean, I think it may get ugly after this year. If the if the Lakers miss oh, yeah. the playoffs, I think it's going to get real ugly. Well, in... we're all of the telltale signs of LeBron is done with the team that he's on yeah. are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's been long enough now where you you can tell and know. Yes. But this one was the most like he just was he was eating it up the the Cleveland stuff and like being back and got a huge cheer during All Star intros like. There is, like, there's no more animosity. There's, like, obviously all that stuff is out the window. So it's, like, he sees, like, a new shiny thing. And it's, like, this is what happened when, like, he played with Kyrie Irving in 2014 in the All-Star game. Yeah. And he was, like, oh. <laughs> like, this Heat roster is getting a little old. They got smoked in the finals by the Spurs. And he was, like, hmm, Kyrie, you say? And maybe also Kevin Love can come with? Like, Darius isn't quite, I mean, Darius, I probably like Darius more than I liked Kyrie, like in terms of yeah. even though I like will always love Kyrie. I don't know if LeBron like sees that same exact thing, but it's like very it's just so eerily similar to like what grabbed his eye the first time. It is. Um but yeah, like you said, it won't it's not gonna happen next season. But like after that it's like I don't know. Here's what I, I mean like on one hand I like to commend LeBron for encouraging the organization, for encouraging the billionaire owners not to be cheapskate pieces of shit and yeah. pushing the money in and going for it when it's time to go it, go for it and being willing to spend the luxury tax and Absolutely. being willing to spend every dollar. That's commendable. On the other hand, his eye for fit and talent is just so abhorrent. That it's really it's, bad. Yeah. It's like Michael Jordan as GM bad. Yes. It's... And I always think it's tough because, like, the players just, like, don't have, like, there's friendships involved. There's, like, we played a pickup game together and it went great involved. And, like, you, you're just not thinking about, like, hey, if we run this pick and roll on in this corner at the end of the game, like, oh, they're going to double AD and Russ is going to hit the side of the backboard. You know, like, you're just, like, not having those conversations over the summer when you're just hanging out. Yeah. And I think that makes it really hard to have a player be it super involved in, like, player acquisition. It's the same thing you see with, like, coaches in the NFL try to, like, BGMs. It literally never works. Like, it was like when Stan Van Gundy was like, I'm coach but also president. Yes. And, and he was just like, give me all these players. And they just, it was the most, like, horrendous fit of all time for everybody. Yes. So, you just can't do it. You have to have, like, separation between, like, I'm the GM. Literally all I do is I focus on fit and lineups and all of that. But when you have a guy that's like, I have to play, but also 
or I have to coach, but also I think this guy fits our roster and all this stuff. Like, I, I think it just becomes too much. You can't just have one person do it. Speaking of GMs, I got a question for you. As a yeah. Cleveland as a GM. native, yeah. as a Cleveland GM, yeah. Kobe Altman. As Kobe Altman, yes. Yeah, Kobe, is Kobe Altman the GM of the year? I was, I think yes, but also I will say Kobe Altman has had the biggest reputation turnaround of maybe a GM of all time because before Mobley, which like I, people were like, well, does he really get credit for drafting Evan Mobley? And I still think like, yes, like I've seen GMs pass on very good players. Like the Kings have passed on a thousand good players. Luca, Luca. Mostly just Luca, yeah, no, but I mean, like the Kings have just remember when they crowdsourced their draft pick? Yeah, and they picked um, Nick Stauskas. They crowdsourced their pick. Yeah, they let the Ringer do a documentary. Insane. It's great. Um, it's like when um, was it the Kings? Somebody else? Who's the, whatever team passed on Chris Paul? And then he landed with the Hornets. Anyway, there's just a lot of examples of like. A very good player being on the board and a team being like, no. So I will give Kobe Altman credit. And what about, I mean, I, I give him a lot of credit for the Jared Allen move. Huge. And this was the thing. It was like, okay, the Colin Sexton pick was, it's whatever. I'm probably lower on Colin Sexton. The, the, the feelings on Colin Sexton are split. Um, I'm lower on him than people, than some people are. But, like, so that was his first real... Well, his first real order of business was trading Kyrie Irving, which, like, to put a, like, first-year GM in that situation is. But that pick... Um, that pick turned into Colin Sexton, who is a prolific scorer for his age. So, like, there is that. He's not, like, a complete bust or anything like that. He's Jordan Clarkson. He is Jordan. That has always been my comparison. Is like, off the bench, he's going to be great for somebody. I don't know if it'll be the Cavs. Anyway... I loved the Darius Garland pick, but then it was like, are you admitting the Sexton pick wasn't great? People gave him a lot of grief for like the back-to-back undersized guards, which like there's a lot of valid criticism in that, even though I'm in the camp of like, whatever you did the year before, you picked the best player regardless of fit. And I think like Darius Garland at five where they took him was, and he's become one of the better young point guards in the NBA. And I, for sure, he is my son. I love him very much. Um, then the Jared Allen trade, which they like, so, which is insane. Like when you go back and think about it, because that was in the James Harden deal, that they just like got Jared Allen for really not very much for nothing. What they give up for Jared Allen? I don't even remember because it was so little. It was very little. It was very little. And I mean, now I think a funny question is like, would you rather have Jared Allen on his contract, yeah. or would you rather have James Harden on the supermax that he's about? It's a to great say. question. Yeah. It's like one you would actually kind of have to think about. Yeah. And my thing with Jared Allen was, like, the, f- the first season with the Cavs, he started out really hot. He got a concussion and was out for a bit and came back and then just, like, was not very good towards the end of the season. And the concerns were, like, okay, he's a great, like, roll guy, like, on the pick and roll, the lob guy, but, like, doesn't really shoot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, can he do anything else? Yeah. And to his credit, and, like, so they gave him a big contract extension and, like, to his credit, he has, like, completely, like, worked his ass off and has become, like, way more than just, like, a guy that dives to the rim now. So, like, that's huge. But now, so now you look at the body the body of work and it went from, like, okay, um, like, here's Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, but, like, what's then the Kevin Porter Jr. stuff? And they were, like, okay, what has happened? That what felt is, like a disaster, right? To it give was. Up, it was a huge disaster. Yeah. It still bums me out. Like, I... He's got a lot of talent. I don't, it seems like they may be right about that one, though. Yes, I. The further I, we get removed from that situation, sure. it just seems like he's kind of. I mean, he's he's been given quite a lot of string in Houston yeah. and just hasn't really shown much at all. No, he's shown probably less than I thought he would. I wonder if on like if he had stayed with the Cavs and they in the same roster that was a little more like better players around and all that stuff, how he'd be doing. But sort of a moot point. But when it happened, it was like cool. <laughs> like he was the only that first year with him and. Um, him and Garland, it was like, oh, KPJ is legit. Like, this dude's going to be a wing on the Cavs for a really long time. And then that sort of crumbled. So it went from, like, pretty, like, what is this roster to now, like, a very foundational. Seems like every move he's made in the last couple of years has just been a yeah. hit. It's been a hit. And it's wild because, like, I was very, like, I don't. Does Kobe, is Kobe Altman, like, does he know anything that he's doing? It was kind of just like that. He was just like, I didn't know who he was when they, he basically was, like, the de facto person yeah. left yeah. when yeah. Dan Gilbert fired or David Griffin left.
David, I, I, I just, I wanted to go there. I wanted to go there because yeah. I always thought David Griffin, with the hand he was dealt, did a pretty decent job with the Cavs. And I always defended yeah. him because I thought he was kind of pushed into a corner by LeBron. Yeah. And like he just didn't really have many cards to play. But now, seeing what the hell has gone on in New Orleans the last couple years, it just seems like. Every move is a disaster. Like, literally, yeah. I mean, I know Zion hasn't played, but the Steven Adams signing, yeah. the whatever ended up with that, that ended up with Valanchunas, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. Valanchunas trade, the letting ball walk and signing. The, yeah, that was Which, just, like, yeah, that one's tough. It's weird because, like, well, and they just traded Nikhil Walker-Alexander, who was another draft pick of his that yeah, everybody another. was, like, kind of raving about Jackson Hayes has just kind of like been he's done nothing the same guy every single season and that's why that's well uh, side note but this is why I don't take I would never ever 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 take a rim running big man yeah with a lottery pick Evan Mobley's yeah. different he's yeah. a unicorn no he does he's a unicorn he's much more yes I think but, if you're gonna take a lottery pick on a big man he's got to either shoot threes defend the rim initiate offense he's he's Got to be able to do. Yeah, you can't just two dunk. of those you can't three just things. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so but back weird. to David Griffin. He's yeah. So the th- yeah, with because we're but then he like they picked Herb Jones out of Alabama and great he's pick. been awesome. So yeah. it's like second round pick, right? Yeah, yeah, great pick. So it's very weird and like Brandon Ingram has gotten a lot better there and like they. Like, it just seems like every move, but like the CJ McCollum thing is like okay, I guess. This like, seems but, horrible. Yeah, like, what I hate is your it. ceiling? I hate it. Yeah. I hate it because I think, like, CJ McCollum is one of those guys who is a floor raiser. And yeah. I, I like CJ McCollum a lot. Great guy. A, yeah. Big Browns like, fan, CJ. Yeah, seems like a great dude. Yeah. And, like, he's, a, I mean, obviously a very talented basketball player, but CJ McCollum on the contract he's making. What they, I mean, he just kind of hamstrings your ability to do anything else. And furthermore, like, if you have a guy that is just kind of a primary creator, but he can't really be the number one primary option for your team, yeah. but, like, also he can't really play defense, and, like, also he's not really, like, a movement shooter off ball. So, like, it's just it's so hard to kind of construct a good team around that. It is. Their roster is just weird. Like, there's just no. Even when Zion comes back, they're just like the fit everywhere is just is just kind of strange. And like, I don't know what the Valanchunas Zion. I don't get that. Where's the like? You're gonna run into like a mosh pit in the middle of the like. That was the whole thing with Point Zion was like to get him more space. space yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, but here's Valanchunas. Who, yeah. You know who so. would have been a good conductor of that offense? Who? Lonzo Ball. Oh. I think they have him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he was on their team. Yeah. Um, wow, we've really rounded the wagons here. We ended up on the Pelicans, which is wild. I didn't think we'd, we'd end there. Uh, they're depressing. They are. But it is, it's an interesting point because I, I remember being like, man, I wonder what David Griffin would have done with the rebuilding Cavs. But now I'm like, maybe they dodged a bolt. Like, maybe he's good at... He was fantastic at yes, like LeBron being like, "This is what I need," or like, and and understanding the roster fit around LeBron, and did like made some great moves that won them a championship. Maybe that's his sweet spot. Maybe it's not like let me start from the floor. I just feel like they had, as far as assets and young talent, maybe the brightest future in the league. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, and now it's like, <laughs> what do they have? What do they have, and then it's like, is Zion? Is Zion Greg Oden? Yeah, which is, is Zion like, which sucks, but does Brandon Ingram ever make the jump from a borderline all-star to an all-NBA type player? Yeah. I don't know. And besides that, what do they have? They have CJ McCollum who's never been an all-star. He's just been yeah. a, a solid starter and then besides that it's yeah, the Devontae Graham contract was like why? Yeah. Like what is he Why like, not why not just match? Yeah, just keep Lonzo Ball. Yeah, he was restricted, right? I think so. Yeah, so just match. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you're doing okay, David Griffin. Hope you hope you make it through your tenure, you know, yeah. as a Pelican. Anything else around the NBA you want to discuss? <sighs> um, oh, I just wanted to do real quickly who do, oh, some predictions. Predictions, yeah. Let's do them. So second half starts 
Thursday, I think, yeah. is the official beginning. Yeah. Um, although I guess we're more than halfway now. So who is um, your – let's just do Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals as of this moment. Okay. Eastern Conference can you Finals. Go, can you go first? I got to think on yeah, this I'll, one. Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. I I won't say the Cavs. I won't go full homer because I don't think they'll they'll make it two playoff. Thank rounds. you. That would that would be ridiculous. I think they will win one playoff. That's my bold take right now. Is they will win one playoff. They round. better get a high seed. They're the third seed right now. Fourth seed. They're the three or the four. Anyway, um, Eastern Conference Finals will be. Mm-hmm. I think it's it'll be Philly and Milwaukee. Okay. If the seeding works out properly okay i do think philly is going to be like Embiid. i don't know what you do with Embiid. he's out of his mind he was in the all-star game he was just literally like i don't know we didn't talk about it a ton because steph curry kind of took over mm-hmm. john b was just like pull up on the break threes swoosh like i've never seen him the Cavs played philly like a week before the all-star break and got smashed and like Joel Embiid was just unstoppable. Now, I guess Harden takes a little of that away in it's terms be of like. So it'll be interesting, but I still think like as far as like a big man and a guard, like that's a pretty. If James Harden tries and cares, <laughs> which it seems like he will at least for the rest of the season, um, man, that, I, I, they're going to be good. They're yeah, going to be good. They're going to be really they're, good. They're they're going to be the most painful team in the NBA to watch. Yes. The most painful good team. And they lost Seth Curry, which I think is an under. I think that is a huge loss. Look what happened to the the Mavericks went from the best offense in the history yeah. of the NBA to being like middling of the pack when yeah. they lost him. Yeah, you, it's like yeah, the need for shooters like that is such a like I don't think Furkan Korkmaz is going to be able to so. especially for a guy who just like he doesn't need to touch the ball ever. Yeah, no, you just like yeah, you just find him and he shoots and yeah. and he's awesome. Um, I think like the Brooklyn thing is really interesting, but I just don't trust any of. The Kyrie stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, I love the, like, the Ben Simmons. I'm, like, happy for Ben Simmons. He's a, he couldn't go to to a better situation. That's what I brief, that's the other thing I want to talk about. Is, like, uh, people, you know, like, people get their jokes off and stuff. Like, the Ben Simmons thing is, is like, the, the, it sucks when a, a moment is so big that it just becomes, like, all anyone talks about with you. And so his, like, I have a wide open layup. I'm not going to shoot it here. Take the ball. Like that's just become the last thing anybody remembers about him. Mm-hmm. Which, like, yeah, like it was a brutal performance in the playoffs. But also, like Ben Simmons is still very good at basketball, and now he like doesn't have to like be the point guard all the time and like bring the ball up and like if he's out there with Kyrie and Katie, there's just so much other stuff he can do. I mean, they're gonna have to figure it out. But I am just like. Happy for Ben Simmons to get out of what seemed like had reached a pretty like not great point in Philly with like when you're the coach and like Joel Embiid are basically like fuck you mm-hmm. <laughs> like publicly. Yeah, I, can't, uh, I can't think of a better situation that he yeah. could have walked into. Yeah, where do you where do you see him like playing the most in that like? Well, is Joe Harris dead? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, his um, <laughs> I'm scheduled to speak at his funeral. Former Cav. I, they just asked me. Okay. Well, it's in I, a couple of weeks. I mean, I would I would love to see a closing lineup. If I mean, who? Uh, I guess on the road. I don't know if the vaccine. What's going on with the vaccine mandate in yeah. New York? I would love to see a closing lineup of Kyrie, Curry, Harris, Durant, and Simmons. Be pretty nasty. The shooting would be Shooting's insane. Absurd. Also, and, like they still have Patty Mills, and like oh, I forgot about Mills. Mills could take if if Harris is dead. Harris Mills is can dead. Take, Mills can take a spot. Yeah, and yeah. just put shooters, and then you have the two big bodies in Durant and Simmons, and you could say, yeah, they don't really have enough heft inside, but I say, good luck. Yeah, stopping that. Yeah, and also like I've always said this, like Ben Simmons is a center. Yeah, he's a center. He is a when a person does not shoot very much, he They're cannot a be a yeah, you can't be like a perimeter player. He I've always looked at him as like if he's in the role of a Draymond Green, yeah. he runs the break in transition and in the half court, he is the screener. 
You get it to him on the short roll, and he can make a play every time in a four-on-three situation. And Philly never, because it was just like him and Embiid, and they were like, you are the two that have to score all of the points. And that's like, maybe the worst situation. That's what I'm he, saying. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, this is not his game. Like, I think you're spot on. Like, you, whether it's out of the pick and roll or he's bringing it up in transition or whatever, he doesn't have to worry about scoring. He literally can just be like, I can hit the corners. Or, yeah, I can, like, KD's got a mismatch down low. Let me get it to him. Like, he can just chill and, like, process it like that. I think it's going to be, like, huge for him. And what they're missing is defense, rebounding, and transition. Yeah. And that's just, like, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like, it's just— I think it's, he's going to be great, and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, there's a reason why he was, like, picked as high as he was and, like, why he was such a highly touted prospect. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to—I'm not putting them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Are you putting them in the Eastern Conference Finals? I am. All right. I am. Versus the Cavs? I'm going with Brooklyn and Miami. Wow, Miami. I'm going with Brooklyn and Miami. Okay. And uh, my reasoning is I think these two teams have the highest ceiling in the playoffs when healthy. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, who knows if Brooklyn's going to be healthy? Who knows if Durant gets right? Who knows if Kyrie Irving plays? Who knows if Simmons plays? But I do think... If those guys play, they do have the highest ceiling. And, I mean, even if they get to a level where those guys are just playing at, like, 90%, like, that team is pretty much unstoppable. The reason I say Miami is more to do with my skepticism of Milwaukee than it is in my confidence in Miami. I feel that. And the the reason I say that is because Milwaukee, even when they've had their three guys this year, I think— their net rating is just like pedestrian. I think it's like plus seven per hundred yeah. possessions. When last year it was like plus fourteen or something. It just seems to me like something is missing with Milwaukee, whether it's not having Brooke Lopez, whether it is playing guys who are kind of just like replacement level in um Connaughton yeah. and well, all these guys. They, they I signed and then they signed Grayson Allen. Grayson and, Allen. And you bring Grayson and, Allen into the environment. Yeah. And it's just like it's the curse. It's what you're going to live with when you bring that dude there. Yeah, and I it's mean, Chris I, Allen curse. DiVincenzo was like really good for them before yeah. he got hurt, and yeah. obviously they just kind of traded him for nothing. Now, and Connaughton's hurt. Yeah, yeah. It just I feel like they're just kind of missing glue. Yeah, and so it's more my skepticism of them, and like I feel like Miami again when healthy, like man, they're 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 pretty tough to handle, and they they haven't really had Jimmy Butler and Adebayo. And Kyle Lowry and Hero, yeah, all play at the same time, really all year. And I just, I feel like having having those four and PJ Tucker, like that's a good team. That's a really, I, I, I very good team. Yeah. And again, what you kind of touched on with Philadelphia, I still think they're just kind of missing a little bit of shooting. Yeah, that's fair. And with 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 Seth Curry gone i feel like he's one of those guys that just is kind of underappreciated that is like the glue and i feel like they're kind of missing that glue and uh yeah so i'm i'm going with miami and brooklyn all right i like it uh western conference is hard it is i think i have one Mm -hmm. in the suns i think the suns will be back We, we, we both have the suns um they're awesome i love them i love the suns team i loved them last year i love whenever i watch them they're just like a machine that when they get going they play really aesthetically pleasing yeah, basketball it's great yeah and i've come to really like devin booker's game um he's also I, got two buick grand nationals which is my favorite car ever yeah his i i need like a bigger look at the full car collection i don't know if he's done like a video showing off the whole thing but he um, just had an interview with architectural digest i'm not really a big architectural <laughs> yeah, digest yeah. guy he's like an like, old soul yeah he like yeah. showed the garage and he's got like all a bunch of like old chevys and buicks it was cool that's like wild it. um and i love Mikel bridges too like he's, he's i love watching him play yeah. um Mikel bridges is what the calves need oh yes yeah that's what they need they need a a, a big wing who can shoot and yeah. defend yeah, yeah. I don't know what like Levert is fine, but they have that Levert would be is like not fine. He is fine. Levert is not fine. He's fine. He is. He'll be fine. Okay. I just hope they don't resign him for your sake. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but they need somebody like yeah, like that for yeah. sure. Um, so Suns. I'm trying to like. It's gonna hurt you to say it. Yeah, but I don't know if I actually believe it though. It's gonna hurt. I, it just it hurts you to say it. That's why you won't say it. No, I just, like, I don't know if 
like if Clay doesn't, so obviously the the Warriors are very good, and yeah. they'll get Draymond back, and he will unlock lots of that offense. I don't know though if like Clay will be able to get back to like Clay by the time. I mean, maybe, but he's had some nights where you're just like, yeah, he's just clearly like not back to himself yet. Um, but yeah, I'll add in my little anti. It's not. I don't really even have an anti-wars bias anymore. It's like far removed. Like it's I still there. I mean, yes, it, gotta, it's deeply ingrained. Yeah. But I do enjoy watching them play basketball now that I don't have to like gear up for a finals run every summer. Um, but I don't. Outside of that, I don't know what the other like better option would be. I think the Grizzlies rock. I don't think they're going to get to the Western Conference Finals. The Grizzlies are probably one of like my favorite. They're like the Cavs of the West to me a little bit. They they're... need a consolidation trade. Yeah, they have. I think they're a better built regular season team. Yeah, because one through twelve, every single player is a above average rotation player. Yeah, and they. They also don't have great shoot. Like, I know Desmond Bain is shooting really well from three. Jaron Jackson Jr. But yeah, I mean, listen, I love Triple J. Yeah. I like saying his name. Him? Yeah, no, he's great. I love Jaron Jackson Jr., but they still don't have, like, a knockdown, like, guy who's just, like, I don't know. Yeah, like a Seth Curry. Like yeah. a Joe Harris. Somebody like that. That would help a lot. So I love them, but I don't think they're getting there. The Mavericks serve whatever. Yeah. Um... I know I'm forgetting somebody. You're forgetting the Nuggets if they get Murray oh, back. Oh, the Nuggets maybe. with Murray. Yeah. They still seem yeah. not quite there. No, not quite there. And it's the same thing with Murray as like with Clay. Yeah, it's he's, just he's, like, he's not going to be It's going to take himself. time. Yeah. So maybe it is. Who, am there's, I, there's one other team. Yeah, there is one other team, and I'm blanking. The Jazzy Boys. Oh, uh, see, no. <laughs> it's, an, it's, an, it's an absolutely, it's a no for me. I think like... Ingles is gone. Mm-hmm. I just like, how are they different than last year? They're not. Yeah. And every again, everyone in the league hates Gobert. His teammates all hate him. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson is not as good as he was when he won Sixth Man of the Year yeah. last season. Like they, that was last year was like the, and then they lost, and they lost to the Clippers without Kawhi or <laughs> Paul George. Like what was going on? You run out of options. That's it. I think. So maybe it is going to be the Suns and the Warriors, that's which would be a very fun. It would that's be a fun series. With. I think that's who I have to go with. Oh well, now this isn't fun. Yeah, because that's yours. Yeah, that's mine. That's mine. Suns and the right, Warriors. We're not missing anybody, right? Like I'm trying to think. Like one and two is our Suns Warriors seeds. I think the Grizzlies might be the three seed right now. I think I'm going to cheat and look this three. up really quick. Grizzlies are the three. Who is the four? Is the four the Nuggets or the Mavericks? Might be the Mavericks. The Mavericks, the Mavericks don't make any Nuggets. sense to me. And like, it's just they're talking about a team sort of wasting away a a huge star. Yeah, the Mavericks with Luca are like, please give him someone better than Porzingis or Spencer I, Dinwiddie to play I with. I really enjoyed watching them the last couple of years. This year, I haven't watched them at all. They're painful to watch, yeah. and actually, I'm kind of rooting for them to lose all the time, just so Jason Kidd gets fired. <laughs> yeah, I would like that. I'm not a Jason Kidd fan. No. You could say. So yeah, it's Phoenix top six seeds: Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, Utah, Dallas, Denver. Yeah, and then you have. The sad bottom four, Minnesota, Clippers. Which, like, things could get weird with the Clippers if Paul George comes back. And I don't know if Kawhi has any intention of playing, but still not like a Western Conference Finals. It'll be good next year. Yeah. Um, Lakers and Portland. So, yeah, there's really no... I think, yeah, I think it's hard to pick. Like, if I was feeling bold, I would do, like, okay, Denver can get back when they add in Jamal Murray. They can't. But... That's really sad too. It is, it's man. Sad last, to me. I think last year was the. I agree because before Murray got hurt, like were, the like five insane. games after they added Aaron Gordon when Murray was still playing, they were like their starting five was like running teams out of the gym. They're like their yeah points per hundred were was like absurd. it was the best team in the NBA. Yeah, and then by Murray, far, and then Murray got hurt. And yeah, like we said, full circle back to our guy yeah. Compazzo, who now, now has to like play major minutes. Michael Porter Jr.'s ruined, and Michael that's they the other ruined thing. him. Ruined him. They, they had it all him. last year, and Murray got hurt, and that was that. And that sucks. So, yeah, I guess our Western Conference is the same. Yeah, I'm going with, this, uh, obviously, the Suns. The, obviously, yeah. the Suns. And, uh, by the way, just, like, one little nitpick on the Suns. The Suns could have had their pick of 
Tyrese Halliburton and Devin Vassell? Vassell. Vassell or Vassell. They could have had Devin Vassell or Tyrese Halliburton, who everybody said, oh, these guys are like clear, like top seven, top eight pit. And then like they fell. Both of those guys fell. And the Suns are like, we're going to draft this big man with goggles. (laughs) We love his goggles. We're taking him. And then we're going to trade him for Torrey Craig. It's tough, man. They they're under the cover of being good, so they're not getting the flack that they should. They could really use but, a Tyrese oh Halliburton. God, Tyrese Halliburton would. Yeah. And now he's now Tyrese just has to sit in Indiana. Yeah. Poor Tyrese. Yeah. Well. Uh, Although maybe it's better than being a king. Better than the king. Although it was truly super sad. He was like the only dude who like was like I want to turn the kings around, <laughs> and then they were like, "That's cool. We're gonna trade you for." Demontis Sabonis. That is... Can we just touch on that for a brief... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A brief second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that trade is going to go down as the second worst trade in the NBA What's in the, the last... What's the first worst trade? The, the Brooklyn-Boston trade. The, oh, uh, oh. The Garnett, the, Paul Pierce. All the old Celtics the going old, to Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, here, have all our old people in bad contracts and <laughs> yeah. you give us 12 first-round picks. <laughs> yeah. That one, that's the worst trade. The second worst trade is going to be the Sabonis for Halliburton. It's insanity. And here's why I say it's the worst trade. This is no disrespect to Sabonis. No, you can disrespect him. He's a borderline all-star. No, he's very good. Like, he's a very good player. Yeah. But, like, on one hand, you have a 25-year-old center who is not a rim protector and is not a shooter. And as good as he is, when you have a player like that, it takes a very specific team-building contract yeah. construct to build a strong team around a, a center who can't shoot and can't defend. Yeah. And the thing is, centers in the NBA, you can play one center. You can't play two centers. We saw how that worked out with Indiana. Yeah. You can't play two centers. Primary initiators, point guards, and wings, especially guards slash wings who are 6'5", and have a long wingspan and can shoot and can guard up and down the lineup, you can play four of those guys. They're so important. The most important. And, and they just were like... And the other thing, too, is like... we were. I think we texted about this. was like, what... You add... Okay, you add Sabonis to that roster to do what? They're what like do? 10 games under 500. So you're not making some... Say you get into the play-in. And you lose, <laughs> and you. I just like. What's the end game for them? Like it you're, make sense. he's not taking you to from fringe contender to legit contender. You know no, that's never. like you make that trade for that reason. You add Sabonis to like the team that's like ready to go with one more piece. Exactly, and like to me, you look at these two guys, and I think these two guys like right now are at a similar skill level. I think they're at a similar skill level. Maybe Sabonis is slightly better today. Yeah. But I think it's close. Yeah. I think it's close. But then you have Halliburton, who plays a much more valuable position, who's four years younger, who's on a rookie contract. Like I think, he, And I think he's shooting 40% from three this he season. He is. He's shooting over 40% from three. It's it's truly insane. And the Kings, the whole time, the Kings were bringing him off the bench for like most of his time there. What Just are we like, doing? What are we doing, man? Like, you guys, okay, you guys made a good pick. Congratulations. They're like, ah. Uh, Let's bring him off the bench. Like, sure, man. Whatever you guys want to do. So, yeah, like, maybe it's for the best that he's out of there, but it also is just, like, to value, the lack of value they put on, like, that player is insane. Like You know, I I said LeBron's the worst GM, but uh, whoever's running the show in Sacramento. Whoever, like, they've they've had, like, 1,000 different, like, consultants and, like, Vlade Divac was there. He might still be there. I don't know. I have a friend who lives in the Valley, and he went to get coffee one day. This was a few years ago, and Vladi Divox was sitting there with other members of the King's front office just in a tiny coffee shop with a bunch of folders and pieces of paper just laid out everywhere over the table, just constructing their plans. And I feel like he should have just gone and tapped them on the shoulder and been like, hey, you guys, you just... Like, whatever you're let me help. discussing. <laughs> let <Yeah>. me help. <laughs> no, there is, like, if you ever... If you have not seen the Ringers, like, short four-part, like, documentary where they just, like, let them into their draft room mm-hmm. for that draft where they took Nick Stauskas number eight overall after much... <laughs> after... It's just the most insane. They brought in, like, four, like, MIT grad students to help... Like, they were doing, like, this whole experiment, and the conclusion that they came to was that Nick Stauskas was the pick. It is, like, truly, I will never forget Vivek, I I cannot pronounce his last name, but they're um, 
their owner just being like, it's Stauskas. Like, there's just the, where they all, like, celebrate. They're like, Stauskas! And he was on the Kings for, I don't know, two years? Yeah, it worked out well for Three him. years. Anyway, hope Nick's doing all right. Yeah. Um, Along with Marvin Bagley. Yeah, just a lot of toughness going on, <laughs> going on there. So, Tyrese, I hope you go flourish. Yeah. In Indiana, uh, end of your thing. Okay, the last thing. Yeah. For those four teams, who goes to the finals oh. and who wins? Um, it's a great question. I, I think the I think the Suns are going to do it. Mm-hmm. I think the Suns are like got the experience, got that out of the way, have like a slightly better roster are just more it's like you forget that that was chris paul's first year there like they have another year with cpo though now he's going to be out for a while but i don't think it'll matter that much so i'm going with the suns because i i want to see them win it like i love monty williams that dude has been through like hell and back like so it would be awesome for him so there's both like i think they're good enough and also i just like i want them to win it so i will say it will be suns suns versus sixers and i will pick the suns okay well this is boring (laughs) I'm 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 going with the I'm going with the Suns in the West as well. Yeah. And I'm going with the the Suns over the Heat. Okay. In 6 games. Too hot. A lot of heat warmth, very warm. Suns and Heat finals, yeah. Warm finals. I just uh I think this I I just like I don't I don't trust the Warriors to beat. Yeah. I could just like I see like game seven of Warriors and Suns, and there's like a lineup out there where it's like Juan Toscano Anderson yeah. and Bielitsa, and for some reason, Gary Payton and Gary Payton sitting on the bench, and like Kerr is just playing like Chioza. And like I, I'm already having nightmares yeah. about it. Yeah, I, I, I think the Suns, I think the Suns in the Heat. Yeah. All right. So Suns are are both of our 2022 NBA champions. Yeah, chalk, chalk it up. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Mm. What can you do? All right. Anything All right. else? No, I think that's it. We've done a lot. We've changed the dunk contest. We've told LeBron to his face he's the worst GM to ever to ever live. We've um. We've talked a lot about Juan Toscano Anderson, and um, yeah, that's. I mean, there's nothing left for us to do at this point. I think we've done enough. All right, all right. Well, we will. Um, we will do this again. I, we don't know how frequently we're going to do this, but we will do it frequent enough that you'll hear from us soon. You'll hear from us. You'll you'll be hearing from <laughs> yeah, us. You'll hear from us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. This has been over and back. Jordan Zerm, Mark Goon. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time.